Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> What do you think about moving up? Well, joining us on the board. Me? I would love to be on the school board. Awesome. Awesome. Well, one more thing. You're, uh, gay, right? I mean, like, openly gay? Uh, I'm not openly anything, and gay doesn't begin to cover it. I have never seen the Karate Kid. What? I just wanted to get that out of the way immediately. I wanted None to of rip them? that Band-Aid off. I have never seen a Karate Kid. There are five movies, Zach. That's, that's, that's not true. There's no way. There's The Karate Kid. Uh-huh. The Karate Kid 2. Okay. The Karate Kid Part 3. Mm-hmm. The next Karate Kid. Are you sure... You're not just talking about, like, Jurassic Park or something? This doesn't sound right Then you have Karate Kid, starring Jaden Smith. That's five movies, plus the YouTube original series, Cobra Kai. Which ha- And now it's a Netflix original series and has, like, four or five seasons or something. Holy shit. Yeah, because no YouTube Red doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I've never seen a single Karate Kid. I wanted to get that right off the bat uh, out there into the world. It shouldn't be a surprise. I would love... For somebody to be crazy and go through our podcast and make a supercut of everything I've said, like, yeah, I've never seen that. <laughs> and then, like, talking pompously about film and television. 
And I'm like, eh, Wizard of Oz, never heard of it. Susan <laughs> Cain, who cares? Like, Die Hard. But have you seen Shrek? <laughs> the third? Hi, everybody. Welcome to another week of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We're glad to be here. We're glad that you're here. Hi, everybody. I'm Zach, and I'm finally ready to come out as openly podcasting. Nice. Uh, I'm... S- Wait, line? <laughs> Everything about podcasting, you just have to be confident and whatever the other thing was. So let's try it again, okay? Go ahead. Okay. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Steven and Line. Nice. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everybody. Very glad to be here. We've had a little bit of a reprieve from recording about community. So I, I feel energized and ready to talk about it again. How about you? Yeah, I'm excited. You know, if by some chance you skipped the previous episode because you're binging Community, go back and watch it. Don't watch it. It's no, look at it. You got to keep your eyes but open absolutely, the whole time. It is important that you not have skipped last week's bonus episode because here in a couple months, your vote will really matter because we will absolutely determine what podcast we're doing next. It could be up to like a 10-year commitment. Who knows how long Bob's Burgers is going to run, right? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it could be the rest of our yeah. lives. Get Steven. to the polls. If it's, vote if it's the new Simpsons. Show we're go, do next. If that show goes like twenty seasons or whatever, and that's the show that people vote on, we're going to be absolutely fucked. Yeah. And it's up to them if they vote it. And I'd love if they vote Bob's Burgers. That'd I would be so too. fun. But it's important that you go back and listen to that episode and the next three that we'll do about the other shows, so you really uh, feel like your palate's been wetted before you make that. Make that all-important vote. Let's shout out our $10 and up patrons, the people that help bring you this show and all the other nonsense we do every single week. What if instead of shouting them mm-hmm. out, we shouted at them instead, like a shout at? Okay, like, so okay, here's what we're going to do. I uh, will tell the name, and since you came up with that, mm-hmm. for each one of them, you will yell. You'll give them some piece of criticism or something. Good, yeah. good, good. Okay, so we've got our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Danny M. Lugo. Ah, you're over there. I hope you can hear me yelling right now. Mary Baker Budisa. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Brian Thurman. Brian, known you since day one. Welcome to the crew. You're getting more like angry Jewish dad every time you yell. Planeswalker Prez. 1v1 me and magic, bro. I only play standard, though, not commander. That was less Jewish dad. I see mm-hmm. that you're pivoting. And Brandon Fulcomer. Brandon! Thanks to all of those people for supporting the show. And if you'd like to potentially get spit upon by Steven like all those fine folks just did, uh, all you got to do is give us some money. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Uh, it starts at $5 to get all of our premium, exclusive, sexy podcasts that are too hot for the mm. free feed over there on Patreon, along with shout outs, postcards, et al. And Steven, do you have anything to yell at our next shout out we got to do over at Communities on Twitter, our our big time proud Papa? Uh, I don't raise my voice at Papa. It normally doesn't end too well for me when I do. But this is your chance. You could let something out that you've been holding on to. <sighs> I got to let my throat heal so I can yell this at our at our dad. This has been a lot of years coming. 
Why at Christmas time don't you let me sit on your lap anymore and tell you what I want? Tell me I've been a good boy! Well, because we all remember Christmas 09. The, <laughs> the, it was the, an accident, Zach. The lift and throb situation. <laughs> Everyone in the family has been talking about it. We all know. The lift and throb. For yeah. those at home who don't know what a lift and throb is, Zach, can you paint that picture for our... Well, what I'm saying is, as you got older and matured, the moments where Papa, as you sit on his lap, as he lifts you for the the present opening to commence on Christmas, there was a little bit of throbbing going on that you felt. (laughs) Yeah. And it was clear to everyone that something had happened, Mm -hmm. and now a a certain side of the family doesn't show up at holidays so often anymore. Right. Sure. That's for the best. So thanks for the support, communities on Twitter. You only have to put up with us for like six more months. Yeah, then we'll stop saying stuff like this. Can we? We, still we won't shout stop out saying stuff like this. It just won't be directed at him anymore, and I think they'll be happy with that. Are we gonna find a new pod podcast, Daddy? A podcast? I think that's up to the universe. I hope that some Twitter follower benefactor gives us tons of listeners. <laughs> Our Daddy That'd be Warbucks. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have learned what not to do this time, but I think not. We'll, we'll so, are, so are we to communities like little orphan annies? And we have to call them daddy moon bucks? If that means we can start bombarding him with show tunes, I'm all for it. <laughs> I think he'll love that. He'll be but like, like I'm not your dad. From, uh... And we'll be like, it's a hard knock life for you're the us. You're the white annie and I'm Kwanjale Wallace. <laughs> but does that make him Jamie Foxx or the big bald white guy? I don't know what that means. I've never seen it. You haven't seen Black Annie? I have not seen Black Annie, but I don't really like White Annie that much, so I didn't need mm. to see Tomorrow with a hip-hop beat underneath <laughs> it, really. It's a hard knock. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Evil doing that and Austin <laughs> Powers and Goldmember was enough for me. Let's That's move on. Version Is there of anything you want to talk about? Anything on the docket that while, while, you, while you've got the, the talking stick before I take over and don't let you say anything for the next hour and a half. You know, my throat is shot, Zach, so that's probably for the best today. Uh, <laughs> you got all your yelling done <laughs> Got early. it out. Those were, that was all I had for today, Well, that Zach. bodes well for how many hours of content we have to produce today. <laughs> it's true. Uh, no, I'm excited to, to get right into this one. Okay, well then let's do it. We're oh wait, ta- Zach, I do have something I want to say. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I went to, on Saturday night, the RuPaul's Drag Race Work the World Tour. Sure, RuPaul, show here in Chicago. Blart, Mall Cop. Very exactly. familiar. How I it? love fracking. I love drag. Best place for me to be. Uh, <laughs> are you pro-fracking? <sighs> I know you're making a BoJack Horseman reference, but... Yeah. Whereas usually when I'm not educated in something, I'll talk about it for hours. Fracking's not something I'm gonna pretend to understand. Uh I see no I downside. Do it's bad. I need someone to explain to me why it's some bad. Some people think it's good. I Ooh, the environment. I'm gonna be dead. <laughs> what do I care? Yeah, ten years. <laughs> the world's not gonna be sustainable to live on. Yeah, I'm gonna be gone by 2025. <laughs> come yeah, on. come on. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, so a couple polar bears don't get an ice cap to to piss and shit give themselves. Give them a Coca-Cola. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like they're not swimming on Coca-Cola resi- revenue. Jesus. Yeah, they can so buy what if house. my grandkids never see a polar bear? Who cares? Them in spoiled brats. Uh 
but it was great. Um, so they have like a pretty <laughs> I, big... I'm just, I'm glad that we've accomplished in this moment that we've been loudly liberal for the last two and whatever years, but we're very anti-environment. Yeah. Global warming, there's just nothing that, that, that makes it seem real to me. I didn't vote for Al Gore in 2000. I mean, I was three, but... So how were the how were the, the the prancing, the the prancing dancing? Did they sing? Uh, they lip sync. There's no live singing. Uh uh-uh. uh But on the show, don't they live sing sometimes? Sometimes. Does that mean that no, they don't if they can't do it live? Um. Most because well, all the ones... I know, and my understanding is very small. I know that you've sent me like tracks before. Yeah. Like that there are original songs and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of those they don't perform live very often. Now, there's like one person who uh, was a finalist one season won the Australian American Idol. That's so, cool. Like some of them can really sing. But, but that's not what the show is. They're not performing exactly. those songs. They're doing their drag routines. They're like, yeah, and they're like dancing and like things. Like cool. the, I saw the Vegas show and the only person that was in Vegas that was there was the host, Asia O'Hara, who was a finalist in season 10, who's really, really funny. So she is on the mic a lot talking and things. Um, and, like, the other queens will come out, because, like, some of them do, like, comedy and stuff, so, like, they'll, like, have, like, some banter back and forth. Um, but most of the ones that are on the tour are the dancing ones, so it was really entertaining. Cool That's theme. Cool. The theme of the show is basically, like, she's trying to go back to season 10 and not make the mistake that she made that made her lose. Um, but the time machine keeps taking like different like periods of time. So each queen had like a different like time period that she was like doing music from and like dancing. So it was cool. Somewhere some like event promoter executive did a long line of coke. <laughs> like here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get four thousand drag buses. queens. We're in different They're time travel periods. through time. We got a hippie one that dances with giant joints. We got a cowgirl. Five seasons of the new MacGyver. Book it. <laughs> Yeah, but it was good. It was that super entertaining. Uh, one of I've the never queens, been to a drag show at all. I'd love to. I think you would really enjoy I it. I think the, I like, would, too. The performance is great. Yeah. Really, really good. I've seen some, like, maybe drag adjacent stuff, but I've never mm-hmm. gone to, like, a bar to a drag show or whatever. Yeah, there's lots of ones in Chicago. There's a Sunday drag brunch, apparently, like, a 30-second walk from my front door. So I'm going to go to that sometime. Well, you know, I think a discussion on drag queens is enough uh-huh. of a slight uh, segue into what we're yeah. here to talk about today. We're talking about the fourth episode of Community's sixth and final season. It's Queer Studies and Advanced Waxing. This episode is the second episode to be directed by writing partners Jim Rash and Nat Faxon. Uh, Previously this season, they directed uh, Lawnmower Maintenance and Postnatal Care together. The episode Mm -hmm. was written by a season six writer and apparent uh, Karate Kid superfan, Matt Lawton. This is his only writing credit on the show. And the episode originally aired on on that great Yahoo screen that we now sadly have been departed of on March 31st, 2015. Let's get into some trivia. Let's do it. I've got uh, one, two, I have four three. questions. Well, I've got seven. Well, why don't you go first and second? Okay. All right. <laughs> what game of Elroy's did Donkey Kong copy? I should have gone first. That's how it always Construction goes. Construction Snake. Do you want me to go again, or do you want to go? I'll go. Okay. Uh, who did Abed's mom take to Arizona? Hmm. I just because of the heat. Um. Uh, was it a sister or a grandma? Ooh, it was neither. Half brother. Mm. Who grew up to be a sister? So that's kind of transphobic of you. 
My next question, 30 years ago, what was the highest position an openly gay man could reach, according to Jeff? The center square. Yeah. Do you know the Hollywood, reference? Hollywood you know Hollywood squares. squares. Lily yeah. didn't know Hollywood squares, so I wow. had to How put the shame cone on them and, and, mm-hmm. and send them to, to, their, to their basement. Yeah, Danny was watching the episode with me, and I was like, not a Hollywood Squares reference. She didn't say anything, so I doubt she knows it either. <laughs> Just smile and nod. I That's what Lily does. Like, Mexico oh, yeah, City okay. Circles. That's so cool. Hollywood Squares. Wow, you know everything. You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. I am really smart. Uh, your turn. <laughs> um, other than Chang, who has been cast by the race? Mm, Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sydney Poitier. I'll give it to you. What do you mean? Poitier, but Poitier will be accepted for today's purposes. Good old Sydney Poitier. I don't think so, but I have an aversion to old movies. That's fair. I should watch them. I haven't. What should I watch? Uh, what's the one he was nominated for the Oscar for? Asking the wrong guy. Haven't seen anything. All right, my next question. Name as many publications from the Gay Dean montage as you can. We'll say it one more listening. time. Yeah, I, I bet. I was quoting Sidney Poitier. <laughs> Name as many publications from the Gay Dean montage as you can. There's about Latino, seven. Latino, uh, Heat, nope. Latino Beat, Latino nope. Dean. Nope. Latino. You've Weekly. guessed on one of them wrong about six times. Yeah, I'm gonna get that one. Latino. <laughs> I don't think you are, cause you're not close. Latino your, Weekly. Your thoughts for the second word have not been close. Latino love. Is that the Latino only gay? one that you have even a guess on? Um, we've got Dean Dean Digest. We've got School no. Board of the Week. Nope. We've got uh, <laughs> Cosmopolitan. Uh-uh. Uh, Hong Kong Vogue. Not that one. Um, Tiger Beat. Just let me know when you're ready and I'll tell 17. you what they are. You're not getting 17 there. again. Now you're saying real ones. Zac Efron, That's a good movie. I like it. I always thought it would work Matthew well Perry. as a Broadway musical, but I uh, didn't nice. make enough money at the box uh, the office. The Edge of 17 starring Haley Steinfeld. I, I like that movie. Okay. Uh, what we had was Gazette Journal Mirror, uh-huh. The Gay Gazine. Nice. Greendale Gay Watch. Nice. <laughs> uh, there was just like the Greendale official blog, uh-huh. uh, Dean's Health. Dean's Health. It's Gay good. Administrator, Greendale Times, uh-huh. and Latino Colorado. Fuck. Yeah, you weren't going to get it, but I... was not going to get that one. No, but you were dedicated to keep trying. Do you have yeah. any other questions, Stephen? Uh, I do. How long is an albatross's fledgling period? That's one of my questions. It nice. Well, kind of. I'll give you the other half. 270 days? Nice. You know what a fledgling period is, Zachary? No. I think... Like this before they based... fly off on their own? I think so, and they're like little, and they're still in the nest. Yeah, that's a long ass time to be a yeah. Baby well, my bird. fledgling period was about twenty two years. <laughs> um. Well, so the the second half of the question, then what is the one for sparrows? He says that two as weeks. Well. Uh, who cares? Ten days. You. Twelve days. Twelve. Fuck. Um. Any more? That's all I got. I've got three questions left for you. Okay. What does time the wall? What does the time wall... to shine for me? What does the wall on the Karate Kid set say? Like in the beginning of the thing when he's talking to like some dude. He's like, you should come to this party. 
Oh, oh, it's like something surfery. It's like sh- uh-uh. shred the reef uh-uh. or like coast, You're on the right track. Coast, no. coast wave. South seas. Ah, shred Two the more. wave. What did Abed lose in the theater? A tooth. You're not doing so well. A tooth? <laughs> it's not even a guess. A button. Ah, I remember. Okay, what the f*** was up with that scene, Zach? They were like, huh? oh, shit, we got to film Abed. You'll see it. That was, okay. it was bad. It was really okay. awkward. I rewound okay, it. we'll see. And went but back. But you didn't remember the button. No, but I remember <laughs> the camera work before the button was really bad. That's why I was distracted. What does the bird's chirp signify to Annie? That he's ready to go. That it needs more bread. Nihaha. And that was a beautiful round of trivia. You did really... <laughs> I don't think I did great either, but you certainly did horribly. Yeah, the only questions of mine you got right were ones you had... That's not, that's not true. You got the Sydney yeah. Poitier and Meg Ryan right. one right. So you got one right and two of them we had in common. So, so I got all of them right. Well, there was one you got wrong. Well, let's move on and see if we can get any right of what the good people have sent in to us this week. I don't believe in myself. Okay, first email is like from that, Brandon Fulkemer. Brandon! <laughs> Brandon! <laughs> he got his shout out. I'm uh, starting to like Brandon. I, I'll put it out there. Yeah, I, can, I, I know. Can I, I think I told him to go f- himself last time, <laughs> but I'm so. starting to like the guy. Yeah, Brandon's grown on me. Uh, hey guys, I've got the feeling Zach really loved how long my email was last episode, so I'll go yeah. even deeper into my thoughts this himself, time. I think. Okay, <laughs> bring it on. Um, I really enjoyed this. It's not even that long. It's. Uh, I really enjoyed this one, Jason Mantzukas. I always have trouble saying his name. Uh, Jason well, that's Manzikas. embarrassing because of what reason, Stephen? <sighs> Thanks for blowing my load as early as usual, Zach. Well, then forget uh, it. Bring it up when you want. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Brandon. I'm going to talk about me now. Well, that's um, what we've always done during the email segment. So it I've takes met, 45 uh, minutes. Jason Why would stop now? He and I, I, I Paul Shear were yeah. walking around Chicago, and I like was at a intersection like a crosswalk getting ready to go across and i was like oh shit i see them but there's also a lot of people so let me play this cool and i like kind of low was like hey uh i don't want to like cause a big scene but like can i get a picture with you guys really quick and they're like yeah of course just be quick and then i took a quick picture with them and one of them said something they were getting somewhere they were going to film the show they were running late what show they like did a show together okay yeah, I don't remember what it was called. I haven't watched it, didn't but they were filming in Chicago. Running, running into them didn't get you to watch the show. No, uh, but they said they were going to like film it and they were running late. Um, but they were like super nice, and it was cool meeting them. So if you go to my Instagram, which I don't know how you find that, but uh, on my... Well, you should send me the picture. Oh, we can post we'll, it. We'll post it because it's relevant to the episode. Yeah, and we'll Photoshop you on top of Paul Shear. Right. You, you, can, you don't even have to... You can just say this is Zach and... I'm not bald, and I don't look like him, but I think they'll go with it. It'll work, yeah. The three um, But I, yeah, we should cool, do two so versions. We should do one that's the real one, and then in the replies, I'll put one Danny can Photoshop really well. She does it for work all the time, so I'll have her put your face there. All right, well, thanks for the email, Brandon. No time to read the rest of it. <laughs> uh, Jason Manzoukas is fantastic as the horribly mean theater director, and the school board guys are really funny, too. 
Uh, now to interrupt Brandon again and talk about us, Zach, you're mm-hmm. no stranger to the theater. Have you ever had a director that really was was harping on either you or someone else, trying to pull the greatness out of them? No, but I will share an experience that was really uncomfortable for me. I was once in this play. Should we play, get the police here before you talk about this? I one? was once in this play that was pretty emotionally intense. But in a community theater production, it's easy for stuff like that to really get sanded down and mm-hmm. for it not to be understood by the performers. Winnie the Pooh, the Broadway Yeah, musical. Winnie the Pooh Jr. <laughs> uh, so the director for this play wanted all of us to like – I forget how he worded it, and I might not be able to make it sound as intense as it was. But he said for each of us to like – Pick a person that we have so much held back to say to and write a letter letting all of it out to them, good or negative, and then read it on stage in front of him and everybody. And uh, I remember one, like the lady wrote this like letter to her friend that she loved, like a slightly older lady, uh, her friend that she loved, but they had like tested her a bunch of times and that she was like doubting her friendship with them. And the director, while she was reading her like heartfelt letter would be like, stop. Now what's this really about? And like, would get more intense. Like, what did she do to you? Like oh yelling stuff like that. And her, she was crying and like yelling back. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then she, he was like, read it the way that you mean it. <laughs> And then it was my turn, and I said, I did not write one. <laughs> I, I refused to engage. It made me so uncomfortable. Did you get in trouble? It's a community theater play. <laughs> did they spank you? Fine, you're playing a goddamn tree then, Zach. And I still did a great job without uh, writing all my trauma to Steven <laughs> what the- on stage. Dear McDonald's on 14th Street, this will be the last time you don't give me my burger without onions. (laughs) Your ice cream machine broken the way my heart shatters. What do you really mean? (laughs) No notes. All right, Um, so that's all the emails this week. Steven, next. uh, It's interesting to see the Dean's pansexuality getting addressed and how losing himself and being a symbol to get on the school board affects him. The Chang-Annie story covers some new ground as well, with Chang actually succeeding at acting and Annie having to deal with not being good at it. Plus, the surprise return of Annie Kim adding insult to Annie's (laughs) failure is hilarious. The Elroy Abed baby birds bit is forgettable, but it does lead to some good tearful Dean apologies during the Karate Kid play. My favorite episode of the season so far. Huh. Whoa, I didn't even get that that was connected to the bird thing. The Dean's moment during the play where he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought it was just a weird non sequitur. I didn't even connect the two. So thanks, well, you know, Brandon. Zach, if you'd paid attention during the episode, like some of us, that would have well, maybe been Brandon clear, should yeah. host the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Brandon definitely gives us some good talking points. Come on the show, Brandon. Let's talk about it. We know what happens when we when we let the regulars on the show. They're, they they're never, never heard back. from again. <laughs> uh, favorite funny moment: either the entire Karate Kid performance or Jeff and the Dean silently trying to figure out Frankie's sexuality. Yeah. Great moment. Uh, trivia. What was the name of Elroy's Donkey Kong-style video game? Construction Snake. Good we job. know that. Uh, yep. What happens when Frankie tries to contact the IT lady? Uh, she keeps getting the emails sent back to her in Aramaic. 
Yeah. And when she calls, there's she, like, some gets, like, loud pitching noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which brothers did the theater director say Chang was worse at acting than? The Wahlbergs. I directed both Wahlbergs. <laughs> Uh, what's the name of the dean's token partner? Domingo. Domingo. Which means Although Sunday. in the audio commentary, Dan kept referring to him as Diego. Creator of the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Diego would have been better. I think Diego is a little too easy a uh, ethnic Domingo name. is Sunday. Okay. It's not a name. Like people aren't named uh, Bible <laughs> and, and Jesus and... And Sunday supper all the time. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. I know. Uh, MVP, Benjamin Franklin Chang. Nice yeah. to see him get a win this episode. Thanks, sure. Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, be a little more concise with your thoughts next yeah. time. It's a little no hard trivia? to follow. But thanks. Huh? No trivia from Brendan? We just did four trivia questions. <laughs> really apply yourself next time, Brendan. Let's see some work. We asked for trivia. Show us the trivia. Come on. Who's up next? Uh, next, we've got uh, Chelsea. Okay. Um, subject I think we've heard is from one the girl time. from Destiny's Child. Um, queer studies and advanced waxing. Is that a line okay. from the episode? Or is she just talking about No, Beyonce? it's referencing us. It, you'll see. Read the email. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Number one. How dare you refer to Beyonce, Giselle Knowles, Carter as the girl from Destiny's Child? I'm a Beyonce fan first and community fan second. When did we talk about... Did you do that? You did that. When? And that was the last community episode we did three weeks ago or whatever. You... But we were we were saying that as a joke, I think. We were in no way saying that we don't recognize Beyonce as the figurehead that she is I've listened second. to Break My Soul... In the last 72 hours, That was at the least joke, twice. is that she's Beyonce, and Steven referred to her as the girl from, from Destiny's Child. Clearly, Chelsea's not from it. the anime community, where we talk about Boruto's dad all the time. Obviously, we mean Naruto. Okay? Okay? Move on, please. Not starting off great, Chelsea, but let's try it. Um... Hi, my name is Chelsea, and I'm not prepared to make my sexuality, which is nobody's business, an aspect of my role in society. Hi, Chelsea. Respect. Um, Advanced Queer Studies is their second best of the three gay episodes, in my opinion, with early 21st century romanticism being the first. Oh, sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. The line, I never thought you were cool, I only thought you were a lesbian, lives rent-free in my brain, but I'm not openly anything, and gay doesn't begin to cover it, is a close second. Not my favorite of season six overall, but I like the Karate Kid storyline, even though Community was so close to being the first sitcom without a random Jason Manzuka's guest star episode. But isn't it better for it? Did you say that or did Chelsea? I said that. That was a question um, to Chelsea. I really like Jason Manzuk. I really like Jason Manzukas, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. We haven't talked about it yet. But I don't necessarily care for this episode as a whole at all. But I like. I like him. And that's um, funny because I kind of am the opposite of that a little. That's funny. Uh, trivia. What was Elroy's pre-King Kong version of King Kong called? <laughs> you want to take this one, Zach? Construction Snake. We hey know you. this song. Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, what, in, what time of the day is Chang's Karate Kid audition? Oh, shit. Was it at four? My guess is four. I'll go with four. Yeah. Uh, finish the line. I've got one year to make it all work, and that's what I'm going to do. Make it work blank. Blank. Not one year to make it work, and that's what I'm going to do. Make it work. I don't even remember that. At all. Nothing. 
Do you got anything? Uh, n- not even a little bit. No. I'm going to make it idea. work, bitch. I don't think so. So it looks like there's three letters. I like that, though. She did kind of a hangman thing. What other two actors were cast for race before chain? That would be the Sidney Poitier. Call me Mr. Todd. Did you say Todd? Mr. Todd. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and Meg Ryan. Uh, favorite funny moments. Britta's reaction to Elroy yelling at her. Uh, yeah. That was funny. Uh, Insects have, have wings. wings. <laughs> um, the Dean's I'm dying fake out moment. The line, school board, you're surrounded. Abed's mean. You just did a baby bird murder monologue. That was pretty good. Um, Jeff and Craig try to figure out if Frankie is gay. Um, MVP, Annie. Allison doesn't get enough credit for her comedy on this show in general, in my opinion. Season 6 doesn't focus on her as much, but she's so funny in this one. Sorry, I can't subscribe to the Patreon. I have no money. I'll consider in the future when I'm rich. Much love, Chelsea. I love that she already had clocked that we were going to turn her emailing in into, well, you know, if you like us enough to email us, you should really hop on that Patreon and truly, come on, Chelsea, $5. I will loan you $5 to sign up for the Patreon. Aren't I like a really obnoxious amount that's not quite $5? I'm like a $3.50 Patreon or some shit like that. Are you? I think so. Nice. I hope so. I didn't want any of the rewards, but... Um, thanks, Chelsea. If I yelled, I take it back. You don't get a yell, because uh, you don't give us money. So I'm not going to give you my vocal cords. Not a yell. Thanks for writing in, Chelsea. Our next is from Artie. Hey, Zach and Steven. I just want to start off by saying that I'm so happy that one of the shows in contention for future Rewatch Podcast episodes, one of my favorite shows... Bob's Burgers. My only concern is that there are well over 200 episodes, and I don't know if listeners want to stick with one show for over four years. Well, Artie, you know what? You had earned so many bratty points with us. Why are you um, trying to yuck our yum, Artie? Is that a, is that a UK slang term? You No, that's just a saying. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. It's like I'm not trying to kink shame. Why are you trying to yuck our yum, Artie? <laughs> Uh, not even counting the end of season roundtable episodes and an episode on the movie, which I personally really enjoyed. Now we're going to um, do it just a spider. Yeah, it's going to be that, Artie. We're going to do it twice. Once in English and once in another <laughs> language that neither of us speak. And you're going to have to f***ing deal with it. Because you're, you're on board now, Artie. Yeah. So strap in. Uh, can't wait to hear what the other show options are, but until then, I wanted to share my thoughts on the community episode, Queer Studies in Advanced Waxing. If you think Bob's Burgers will take a long time, Zach wants to do a Saturday Night Live podcast. Not, It's not one of the options that we're doing, but I do truly want to do a twice-weekly full rewatch podcast of Saturday Night Live. It's history! Go on. Now we're going to take a look at the uh, 2004 episode with host... Uh, yeah, where let's are you see, going who's with this, that? Huh? Chris Kattan and the musical guest. Um... Chris Kattan was a cast member. He came back to host. Oh, yeah, I'd probably skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got the uh, 1985 episodes. Look, the musical guest is uh, just some guy with a guitar. Uh... It's time for our everyone's favorite segment. Count those racial stereotypes. This week, I thought the Asian caricatures were especially tasteless. <laughs> but hey, it was 2012. What are you going to do? <laughs> it was a different time. 
Oh, boy. There's a lot of good, but there's a lot of not good SNL. So you're signing up to do it with me? You'll do the <laughs> podcast with me, Steven? I will only do the weekend update. I'll come on just for that. Okay. Um, this episode is 31 minutes long, making it the longest community episode, to my knowledge. And there are definitely parts where it really feels like it. it's 31 minutes. It sure is. F- that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'm not keen on the A plot. I've never found the school board guys funny in the way they end wow. the story with the dean coming out as a politician. was just really dumb and surefire sign that no one in the writer's room is from the LGBTQ plus community. The C plot is a little better. It's quite bittersweet in that some of the birds that Abed and Elroy look after die, but they are sure able they to save do. one. Um, this now, plot and then it flies into like an electrical Well, it just box. made a new home in a new internet place. I thought it the didn't joke die. was that something bad was going to happen. Well, and that should have been the joke, that but something it bad happened. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you you wish. We'll get there. We'll talk about it. The joke was that, oh, it's going to make its nest right back in another internet box. Um, That's also kind of funny. I just didn't read it as that. I, mm. There's not a good enough accent on the joke. The plotline also feels like a callback to the season one storyline where Abed and Troy have a rat to experiment on in their bio class. Um, the B-plot is truly where it is at for me. It might be because I love the original Karate Kid film trilogy, uh, but it's the best part of the episode. Finally, Kin Jong has something to do and doesn't feel like an afterthought. I also love that they brought in Jason Manzukas to play the egotistical, chaotic director, as he's an absolute scene-stealer in shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place. He is so good in The Good Place. In both of those shows. And, yeah, I need to watch more Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and in small doses, because I'm easily grossed out, Big Mouth. You know, Artie, I'm I'm with you on that one. I really I, like Big Mouth, especially its first couple seasons, but I get it. I tried it. I didn't... I watched the whole first season, and like, yeah, I liked the parts that I liked, but there was a lot that was a lot for me. Um, seeing the rest of the... Also, The League. Jason Manzoukas on The League. That's where I first saw him, and he's just as good there as he is anywhere else. Um, seeing the rest of the ensemble take in and believe Chang's portrayal as Miyagi is both hilarious and heartwarming in equal measure, especially after Elroy's line, well, I'm a fan of the performing arts, but I'll go to Chang's play anyway, which I think might be my favorite line of the entire episode. Other little things I enjoyed in this episode include... Gay Dean, Gay Dean, Gay Dean, Gay Dean. Oh, shit, Gay Dean. Cleared your voice and we still got a choice throat crack. <laughs> yeah. The plot was silly, but that song is catchy as f***. Uh, the silent dialogue between Jeff and the Dean when Frankie lets slip that she might not be straight. Annie saying to Britta that when she acts, she can feel it pleasing the universe is especially funny when the director has no problem with her walking in and replaces her with Annie Kim. With her walking and replaces her with Annie Kim. I also really like the meta joke of actors playing characters who reveal mar- narcissistic tendencies when they become amateur actors themselves. My MVP for this episode is 100% Chang. Seeing his confidence be broken down and built anew is really endearing, and I love seeing him play one of my all-time favorite characters in cinema. I only wish we got to actually see him do the wax on, wax off bit that the episode title references. Overall, this episode is okay with moments of lighthearted fun. Not one of the best episodes in the show's run, but by no means among the worst either. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts, Artie. Well, thanks for another great email. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of what Artie had to say there. Our last email of the week is from our acting coach slash daddy slash waxing expert, 
Uh, yeah. Matt from Communities. He says, hi, if guys. I had a nickel for every time I'd had a cup of hot coffee poured on me by my dad. <laughs> hi, guys. Season six gets a lot of grief, but the A story here has always been, in my opinion, one of the smarter stories in television about the price of being publicly anything. I know the politics joke doesn't land for some, but I think the point of it is sharper than most lines in all of television. We are all political. We just don't like it. In uh, all of television. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. My MVP is Domingo. Three lines and a ton of reactions, and he sticks the landing. Any thoughts on that, Zachary? I love Domingo. We'll get into Domingo. Oh, I'll get in Domingo. Uh, trivia. <laughs> what happens when Frankie tries to contact the IT lady, Diane? We talked about this. She gets them sent right back to her in Aramaic. Mm-hmm. What bite size pushes terabyte. Elroy over the edge? The terabyte. Terra. The son of bitches did it. Um, They finally did it. Since Matt Lundergaard only hits things that affect him, what three things will he not hit? Uh, Water, old mayonnaise, and the air after a fart dissipates. I don't get that. What? That just all made me feel like my brain was broken. I don't know. Well, I'm guessing he's talking about about the line the director says where he's like. Oh, that's the director's name. I didn't totally pick up his name. Yeah. All right. Move on without me. I'll just leave. Um, Answers. Her emails to her get bounced back in Aramaic, and Frankie's calls cause her to hear an undulating high-pitched whistle that makes her nose bleed. Um, Terabyte, and then Chang, water, old mayonnaise. What about the fart? Hmm. What about the fart? It's a conspiracy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thanks for the emails, everybody. Thanks, Dad! We're recording things in a different way now, so to find out which episode we need emails for next, be following us on Twitter at You Can't Disapod. That's where we always place out the call for emails every time we're about to record a community episode. And with that being said, it's time to move into one of my favorite segments of the week. We're going to find out if who knows how long since actually having watched the episode (laughs) this week. Truly. Did Steven watch the Did episode Steven watch this the episode week? This week. I thought about doing it in a Mr. Miyagi voice, but I figured that'd be best for everyone if I did not. Yeah, it might be a bit... Uh, Unlike Annie, I'm able to make those calls and, and not just not do the voice. Don't do Steven, the voice. Steven, how are you feeling? Do you think you it's the longest episode of the series? I feel like I should get 30 seconds this week. That's not happening. <laughs> you know, Zach, I don't know how I'm going to do... I'm going to do my best. That's not... <laughs> I'm going to do my best. What can I we do I shot my throat best? screaming. What I... can we do our best? <laughs> I feel like you scream way louder all the time. Yeah, you'd think. This was targeted, though. All right, well... The timer, the stopwatch is set to zero. You've got 20 seconds to be counted up to. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. All right, let's do this. Three, two, one, go. Schoolboard guys did a bad gay thing, so the dean is now the gay school dean. Then he's not gay all the way, but he's kind of gay. Then Chang is Mr. Miyagi, because he wanted to be Daniel Sun, but then Annie's narcissistic and takes over and thinks she's a star, but she's really not. Chang's the star. And then Elroy and Abed protect a bird because he's the IT guy now, um, but the dean takes his head, he does bad things, and kills the birds. Stop. And then- you said he's the new gay school dean. <laughs> yeah. You didn't say anything about this, him joining the school board. Uh, I did. No, you said the school board guys 
did a bad ask, gay thing. Did a bad gay thing. So now he's the new school gay dean. Yeah. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> um, I don't think you did very well on this one. <laughs> I Even didn't get bonus points with... for the first 10 seconds being a rap. It was? <laughs> <laughs> They did a bad gay thing. Now you're going to get less points because team. that did not come across to me. Um, <laughs> even when you sped... And then you were like, this isn't working, and sped up and tried to do it all real fast. <laughs> Steven, if you're going to try to do that kind of thing, you got to look at it before you do it. <laughs> you're not one Marshall Mathers. You can't just freestyle on the drop of the uh, That was a... I don't know. A C minus. I did get all three plots mentioned. Yeah, but at what cost? <laughs> that was the goal of mine. I wasn't going to forget the bird. Yeah, you did get the bird. I'll bump you up to a C plus. Thank you. That was all right. Tough, well, though. now we're going to talk about some favorite funny moments. Do you have many to speak on this? Week? I do have some to talk Let's about. Rapid fire. You go first. Um, Line. Line. <laughs> the way he confidently says it. Uh, I liked the moment when Chang asks Abed if he has a problem with him acting now, and he says, unclear, and <laughs> Chang looks over at Annie and gives a thumbs up. I thought <laughs> that really was a funny. really funny moment. Um, I like the whole Dean's, I'm dying. Now, wouldn't you feel bad containing about the Wi-Fi if that was true? I liked the school board guys cutting women out of sex completely. It's genius. Just their, like, cocaine-fueled discussion on what gay is like I thought was really funny. I'm going to say this, Zach. Uh, I know you don't agree with it. Huh. Um, I don't normally like the school board guys that much. Sometimes they're kind of funny. But this is when I, I like them the least, probably. I guess I can board. see that. I've always thought they've been funny, and I think the show always has used them the exact right amount. Mm -hmm. yeah, they don't overstay been... their welcome. That's okay. We'll get into yeah. it. What's um, your next one? The two-sevenths line is, is, mm -hmm. is funny, I think. Mm -hmm. I didn't write it down, but that makes me think. I like the one where uh, if being gay is pulling a rabbit out of a hat, I'm, I'm one handkerchief. of those things that just keeps going. That, that was, was a really good way of putting it. I wrote down, but that wasn't one of mine, so I'm going to rapid fire another one. Uh, the is Frankie gay moment. Mm -hmm. The way that they both like, is she? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I thought it was a really cu uh, cute moment of friendship between mm -hmm. uh, Jeff and the Dean. But alternatively, it's okay to ask if someone is queer. And I think she all but said she was. Mm -hmm. So it's a funny moment, but they could have just been like, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Right. Um, Chang. Uh, I like the Chang acting storyline, but I, I like mm -hmm. when... He's like trying to get his motivation out of him. Uh, so what's my motivation? I like that scene. I think the those scenes were really funny. I know it's kind of a broad thing, but I like the the Chang getting like his greatness brought out of him scenes. You will notice I did not write down a single thing from that storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, I wrote down another school board guys thing. I like them grabbing the dean and giving him a noogie and going, "It gets better." As he's just like tortured, hilarious. I uh, not indicting the dean to the play. I thought was funny. Not indicting. Not not <laughs> inviting the dean. Whoa! Whoa. Fucked up. Uh, I wrote I, that one as well. Karate Kid adaptation. Karate Kid adaptation. Yeah. They just dance it. Karate Kid adaptation. I'm coming. <laughs> and then he's there. That was really funny. 
Uh, is that all you've got? That's all I got. I got a few more. His um, I've got Annie's whole thing of like, I think the universe is telling me that I'm meant to act mm-hmm. like with such conviction. And Britta's like, ah, that's kind of dramatic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, the entire concept of Domingo, I think, is hilarious. That he comes out as this like... Pro, it just seems like a lot of times when people come out as gay in a in a place of stature that all of a sudden there's like a a, a, a personality list accessible uh, attract yeah. like accessibly attractive mm-hmm. often foreign man mm-hmm. and I thought Domingo was really funny they never I think it's so clever that they never directly make the joke that they just got a guy to be his partner for yeah. appearances he just starts being there for all of the stuff <laughs> and and it's really funny. Yeah. I also wrote down the way Elroy says bird murderer. Bird he says murderer. it really funny, and, and I liked it. And the last, uh, that's it. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Look, anytime I mentioned anything from the Dean plot line, your face was frown. Mm-hmm. You don't like it, do you? I don't really. Wow. I almost do, but I truly don't. Wow. We haven't talked at all about our opinions on I know, we've been saving it all day. So let's do it. Let's talk about it. I well, I'll start off by saying I don't think that this episode is a highlight, mm-hmm. but I think it does a handful of things better than the show often does with things like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to it, but for example, just the whole issue of the dean doesn't really identify as gay, but he has to to do this thing that he wants. But it's kind of shoehorning him into a thing, and he feels dirty because of it. But at the same time, he's creating ripples of good, and people are coming up to him and being like, it's so good to see you in this power position. I just think the way that he... I don't know, that they don't make the dean all of a sudden like this, like... I don't know, he's still the dean, but he has this wrestling of... It feels good that this is causing people to feel good, but it feels bad to not just be open about who I am. I don't know. Mm. However, I do think the show fumbles the ending uh, in both storylines. So that's kind of where I feel. It it sets them both up really well, but it kind of ends them both kind of bad, I think. Yeah, I I think it's a decent idea with the Dean storyline. I just don't think that the jokes were very funny to me. Um I also don't like Annie in this episode, and I don't care about the Abed. The exact opposite, where I think the Dean's plotline is frequently hilarious, and I think that there's almost no laughs in the Chang storyline. See, and the only times I laughed in this episode were really the Chang storyline. And so I this is gonna be fun. Earlier, I love the Karate Kid. It's a great movie. I think, and I will admit that I think that's a big part of why I don't get a lot out of that Mm storyline. But I do not think it's the only thing. And we'll get to it. Let's dive in, unless you want to say something else. Yeah, my thoughts on the episode, Zach. Yeah, I'm glad we agree. Um, We disagree, so I'm rejecting it. Yeah, Um, but I think that the the I think the ending of the Chang storyline is fantastic. I think it's really good to see Chang get a win, and I think that the like I almost got emotional watching that play. At the end, I don't know why, but I love it. I think it's great. I have a counterpoint with his friends, but I'll wait till we get to it in the episode. Mm -hmm. I, 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 yes, the everyone being affected by him and them saying like, "Oh, it's nice." The audience reactions were like the funniest part of like the whole episode to me. There's some good stuff in there. The line where one of them says, "It's nice to be able to support Chang out of something other than fear." Yeah, that's a nice moment. I say, let's dive in. I'll tell you what I think about that when we get to it. 
The episode starts off with Annie and Chang practicing for the audition. We've quoted the line thing a couple of times. Uh, I, I Something I'll mention, I think season six, and it really is thriving with the reaction shots. Mm-hmm. These actors are getting so good at like quietly reacting to what the other people are yeah. doing. And I think Ken Jong's one of the best at it. He's got this like just... As the seasons have gone on, now he's just got this, like, built-up anxiety, like, bubbling in him that I think is really, really funny. Uh, I'd also like to ask you, maybe starting here, what you're not liking about Annie in this episode. I'm kind of indifferent. She doesn't do anything positive or negative, really, for me. I think (laughs) it's the... I'm fine with what Annie's doing, and it fits her character through it all. I just don't care for like I and I even enjoy the scene with her and Britta where Britta's like well or you could just quit the show. She's like yeah I'm gonna threaten to quit. And I think the scene where she like quits is kind of funny. But that's after the one that, part of that section that I like too. Yeah, yeah. But after that, I think she goes from like really bitter and jealous to not in an instant, but still kind of is. And that's they not don't really, really give her an ending. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. I guess I get that, but I kind of like that. The turn that Chang is getting bullied mm-hmm. and and Annie's just like the the golden child. Yeah. I kind of like it. I do think Annie acts a little stuck up in this episode and she mm-hmm. does have a couple of moments that make me groan. But I didn't really think of it that way. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I do like Chang a lot in this episode. I think Ken Jong gets a lot to do in this episode. Uh, he's asked to do things in this episode that he typically doesn't have to do. Yeah. And I think he does it all really well. I think so too. Here's something. I wish the show would have done more than just bring up that Chang would like to not play the Asian character. I agree. I I think that facet of this storyline really complements the Dean storyline very well, mm-hmm. and I think they drop it real fast. Yeah, other and, than the initial, like, when he gets the role and they walk in and he's like, I'm playing the Asian, they don't really talk about it. That's one of my biggest issues with this storyline is I think community is showing, on one hand, that it can dabble a little bit in some more complicated morals and character dynamics and storytelling, but on the other hand, it still kind of fumbles it when it tries yeah. to. How do you feel about Elroy fitting into the group? I feel like this is the first episode, because the last one we did was the crisis room, and he was just mm-hmm. like, I don't know who any of these people are. Who's yeah. Britta? I think this is the first episode that he's really like integrated into the group. And how do you feel about it? Do you I like, like it? I, I think that he and Abed's storyline is pretty inconsequential, but it just kind of like ends up looping with the Deans a little bit. Um, but it's not bad. Like I think that he and Abed are kind of a fun pairing together because they're yeah. both a little bit like whatever happens happens. Elroy's just kind of there to have a good time which yeah I like. like he's just there you know like I, he's like, I, oh, I like IT now okay i guess i think that keith david obviously he's got his voice but i think he brings a really cool energy to elroy mm-hmm. that he's just kind of down and enthusiastic for yeah whatever. he's fun um, yeah, I like him in this. I like the weight. And I also like him being like a man of the old internet and technology. I think that yeah. allows for a lot of really fun group jokes. Frankie kind of takes a backseat in this episode, though. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's good after she's been so at the forefront? Or I think it's okay because... Yeah. She gets a couple <sighs> good moments. Yeah, I, don't, I think this so episode's great. more about the Dean and Chang. Uh-huh. 
than anything else. And so there's not really a whole lot of space for Frankie to be in one of the driver's seats. I do like when they yell Wi-Fi at the Dean. Yeah, the Wi-Fi is down. It's a problem. Everyone's upset about it. That would suck if you're at a school and the internet is down. That's very important. It's happened at work before, and we are a job. They're like, we use a computer to like take payments and like schedule people and stuff. And when the internet's down, we can't do any of that. I love the the physical comedy and the way that Jim Rash draws out the. Okay, (laughs) see, look, I'm writing it down and handing it to one of the people that's yelling at me to. It's a really obvious joke, but the way Jim Rash physically delivers it, yeah, you kind of really don't funny. expect it. And, uh, of course, Frankie making a reference to trying to email the IT lady and not getting anything back is because last season Paget Brewster played the, IT, the lady. IT lady. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I thought it was a really cute meta callback to that without putting too much attention on it like sometimes the show does when it gets really meta with that sure. kind of thing. I thought it was a perfect reference to it that if you miss it, doesn't matter. If you're one of those people that's like, oh, but actually in season five, episode six, uh, Padgett Brewster played, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. There's a little reference to here, and I think it's funny. Elroy's the new IT lady. I think it's <laughs> fitting, and I also do like that they refer to him as the IT lady. Yeah, that's, that's really funny. funny. That's his new job title. Elroy gets all, like, kind of last week when he had some of the bits like, well, that and uh, 65 cents could get you a candy bar back in my day. And in this one, when he goes the whole, Tara, we're, what are they up to now? Tara? Oh, my God. Like, what the are they masters. up to, Mega? They've done it. They really did it. It's like his, like, Planet of the Apes moment where he sees yeah. the Statue of Liberty. I love those moments with Elroy. Really good. Elroy and Abed are teamed up to work on this issue to go do their storyline. You're right. It's inconsequential. We'll talk about it a little bit. I do think it's the kind of inconsequential that works just fine in a show in its sixth season with a lot of characters on its 101st episode. But I also think that that without that storyline, we'd have a 23-minute episode instead of a 30-minute one. And here, what's interesting to me, though, is I'm sure we could find some things to cut out of this episode— I almost feel like my problem isn't that stuff needs to be cut out. It's that certain things weren't fleshed out the way that they should be. Yeah, I think I it's agree. fine that this episode's 30 minutes, and I think it's fine that uh, five minutes of that is an inconsequential because it's cute to see Abed care about an animal, and it, there's some funny moments within it. It doesn't bother me. I just really needed these heavy topics when it's talking about race and sexuality For them to, sure, they have to kind of write it off at the end in a way that lets us keep going to the next episode. But I wish they'd just tried a little bit harder to do that. Do they, though, have to write it off in the way they did? Because I think the ending is terrible. The The Dean ending, I think, is bad. I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid, too. And I think it it ruins the episode. I don't think it ruins the episode. I don't think it's terrible. But I think it's a very big missed opportunity to do something important with a i don't know we don't have obviously the dean's sexuality has always been a joke and we can talk Mm -hmm. about that and it's a funny joke yeah but how many characters on tv are there that are some type of queer other than just gay none none and the stuff that they kind of hint at in this episode is funny and interesting and refreshing for a sitcom in 2015 but the ending is is really disappointing Mm -hmm. 
Like there should the dean absolutely should have gotten his moment to be this is who I am and everyone's okay with it. Yeah. And he still gets kicked off the school board because they only want him because he's gay. I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I love him. Well, he, the joke you mentioned about him be like, well, I'm dying. That's why I'm here. Not really, but could you imagine? But what he's really <laughs> there for is to ask if his tie is too short or long. <laughs> yeah. And they give he him nothing. no help. He, there's no, like, I'm coming in to talk about a dance or anything more. He, he's just there to ask for advice. Right. He, he very much, he's like the Chang of season two that, and one that wanted so desperately to be in the study group, but was yeah. excluded from it. It's like they're just not quite letting him in, and it's time. It's time to let him in. So after knock, the knock, theme, knock. yeah, after the theme song, the the main storyline for the dean is kicking off with the school board barging in with their next idea for the dean. Uh, Steven, I had no idea that you didn't like these characters. Obviously, it doesn't matter in the long run, but I'm mm-hmm. a little uh, 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 blustered about it because I think these characters are so funny. I don't think I've ever like found like I think that they wow. can be funny sometimes. I liked them more when the whole fake Dean thing was going on than I do now. That's, wow, that's like my least favorite thing that they did because I loved them in season five with the, uh, I, I, I robbed your brain or whatever. I think that's really Yeah, funny. that was really good. I really like whenever they're like, uh, whenever it's stuff like, uh, we're drunk, but good luck proving it. I don't know, just that they're, mm-hmm. just the... In a world where all of the people working for this school are, like, not professional and are not good at their job, I feel like they're very reminiscent of the real-world type of frat bros who are running these types of things, who are making these decisions. And in this episode, I think the way that they utilize these characters for kind of adjacent to, like... In Pride Month, all of the brands all of a sudden putting rainbows and stuff on. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely, I think, great being used as the type of people today that don't understand gay people, but understand that understanding gay people is important now. So we've got to just do it. And it's just performative activism that's actually doing more damage than it is good. I think they're funny and they bring thoughts of that up to me. And it's one of my favorite parts of the episode, so it kind of surprises me you don't like it. I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever in my life understood what a school board does. Well, usually a school board... Because he's not leaving his position as the dean to do it, he's just also serving on the school board. Yeah. And what do they do? Just make this vote on decisions to be made? Yeah. But normally, like, I don't know. It would be weird to be dean of a school and be on the board of the school because it's a conflict of interest. But I guess they I don't really give a shit, do they? <laughs> I think you're right, and I don't think they give a shit. It's important not to gloss over that uh, uh, you are openly gay, right? Well, I'm I'm not openly anything, and gay doesn't even begin to cover it. Yeah, because that's because they're making line. a joke based on the history of this character. But like in the real world definition of queerness, that actually says a lot. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many ways to be queer, 
Yeah. Um, you can be a man that's only attracted to men and not consider yourself gay and have your title mm-hmm. for it that works. And not everybody has to get it, and that's fine. Yeah. And you can be gay and not act or identify. I don't know. I, I think it's... Yeah, there's a lot more layers to it than... It's tricky territory that sitcoms usually don't go into. And I think the little bit that they do here is effective. And as someone who kind of has a complicated relationship with my sexuality and doesn't mm-hmm. exactly know what I would label myself as and would certainly have trouble in the same situation that the Dean mm-hmm. is in to just call myself gay because that's not what I would call myself, but it's also not false. I don't yeah. know. I think it's interesting. And you do not see that on shows, even shows that try to be progressive with their gay characters. No, you don't. Um, so funny enough, Zach, yesterday I watched episode of The Office, Gay Witch Hunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, which, which is a funny episode. It's a very it's funny episode. Aging. He says the F slur and the R word several times in the first 10 seconds of the episode, like first wow. minute. And it's like jarring to hear that. But it's it's funny how even how much further ahead this episode is mm-hmm. than, you know, then. And then now this even this episode now, if it were made, I think would be made differently I agree, and I even think it's further than some of Community's gay episodes previously Yeah, within its own history. I remember us thinking Advanced Gay was going to be problematic, and it wasn't and that we bad. Liked it. Yeah. But I don't think it really had much to say about queerness or being queer, and it definitely didn't have a character within our main characters that was like our queer voice. Not at right? all. So I think this episode does that a lot better. It's an interesting issue because the dean's really excited about this position. He's always wanted to be on the school board. And it is just so clearly from the very beginning that it's purely because of the fragment of his sexuality that would make the school board look progressive in a way that they've recently looked the opposite of. I think this, the that it's not like a straight pride parade joke, that it's a school board pride yeah, parade. Yeah, that's really funny. I think is pretty funny. Well, and when, I like that the dean knows from the beginning that he's being asked to be made like a token, you know? It's really great that they don't treat him like a doofus in this episode, but they also don't make him not the character that he's always been. Mm -hmm. I also think there's some funny bits here. Like, them singing the gay Dean thing isn't really that funny. Yeah, I didn't like when they sang it, but I like it when it plays later. That's what it is. The first time you watch this episode, it's not funny, but I do think it's funny that something that they sing jokingly then comes in as a real song later. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that you're not expecting it, and then there's this whole fully produced track of it, I think is funny. And the way that they dance together, I also... Did we miss the whole thing when they were talking about what it would be like to be gay? And Well, all they said was, wow, taking women out of sex? It's genius. I think that's really funny. Because there are some, like... Look, to an extent, I feel like a man having sex with another man is an extreme display of masculinity because it's rough and it's brutal and it it can be, you know, and it's like effeminated. But I like the idea that when these uh, these straight alpha men who might have a little (laughs) bit of underlying homosexuality, they're like, yeah, the girls like girl and everything up. That's kind of gay. If we got rid of the girls and just the men like getting the business done, just Mm -hmm. pounding and 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 getting that shit out. (laughs) That's genius. (laughs) Brilliant. I think that bit's funny. Yeah. 
This I thought was dumb. When Abed and Elroy are outside, like, looking for the cause of the Wi-Fi to be out, and they're outside, and he's pointing at, like, an electrical outlet and a thing that runs wires through, and he's like, this one, this will run to the router. What? The yeah. router would be inside, first mm-hmm. of all. The only yes. thing that this would be affecting would be, like, the electricity. Correct. Not the Wi-Fi. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're right on all counts, Zach. Unless there was some type of, like, outside phone box or something for, or a cable box. I don't know, for, like, a, a school that is this big. I don't know. I just don't think the science quite tracks here. Also, the like, the nest being there would not be the only problem. A nest doesn't inherently break the internet. If the wires were cut up by the bird, sure. And they don't make any jokes with anything like that. Yeah. It's just that there's a nest there they have to move. Also, do you think that a little bit, Abed's instant, like, tough, tense protection of this nest, do you think it's kind of infantilizing him a little bit? I think that it makes sense because of Abed's connection to his mom. I think they're trying to remind us about Abed's uncontrollable Christmas. Oh, but then I didn't Abed even think makes a that. joke about it ten minutes later, so I don't know. I think I would have preferred an episode where they like if they're gonna make a long ass episode, take the time. Have Chang really care about being cast because of being Asian. Have Abed have an emotional thing where he's like, you know, I saw myself in these baby birds i don't want because my mom left and didn't come back and now we, she's kind, not we don't back. get that but we do get the line of like i think the one that's still alive is his innocence or whatever yeah. i think maybe you're right it, not even go as far into an emotional beat as you are but if there are a couple more references to abed projecting himself onto the birds and maybe yeah. going a little crazy but instead it's just like supposed to be like real cute bait you get a little montage line. where the birds are alive, then the birds are dead, but okay, one's still alive, and now he's free. But not really, because he still lives in a cable box. And that's... I like Elroy in this argument they have here, where he's just like, cold, unflinching, like, who cares if the birds die? We need Wi-Fi. Let me, t- let me ask you, what side would you be on? Dispose of the bird's nest? Get- if, if we're move living in some fantasy world where it would fix the Wi-Fi, you move the nest? Move the nest. I think I'd first be like, is there a way we can keep the nest and have Wi-Fi? No. Then I guess we have to move the nest. I mean, sure. Is there anything we can do so the – yeah, I don't know. Is there anything I can do with minimal effort that I can get done right now in almost the same amount of time as just moving the nest? Uh Then sure. Save the damn birds, I guess. But don't build your fucking nest in a cable box. There's trees all around this campus. We're in Colorado. Don't be fucking stupid. You're absolutely right. Yeah, bird's fault. Birds die all the time. Yeah, truly, daily. A bird flew into my goddamn window the other day, and I yelled at it and scared it away. I made a really loud noise. It was just sitting perched, and Danny scared of birds, so I had to protect her from the pigeon. Mom, the bird's in my room. It walked on my pillow. <laughs> Okay, let's now we're at the first uh, Chang Annie acting scene. Chang's waiting for his turn to audition as the Karate Kid, uh, with Annie just showing up as moral support. Uh, uh, I don't think there's any jokes here. What makes you laugh? Help me. I want to find the funny. Chang's performance makes me laugh. 
Just Kim Jong's utter greatness. I don't find anything fun. I really like Jason Manzukis in other shows. Mm-hmm. I don't think Eddie. I think he delivers the dialogue in this episode that he's given expertly because he's really good at giving that kind of thing. I don't think there's anything for me that plays as funny in him like just being a bully to Chang. Mm-hmm. And it's a 30 minute episode where a lot of a it lot is of it. that, and it just kind of wears me down. What makes me laugh in this first scene is when I'm doing the line reading and Chang is very dejected and sad. Because in the movie, that's exactly how uh, the actor that plays Mr. Miyagi delivers the lines, and that's why he's like, oh, that was great. So, like, having seen The Karate Kid, it's a little bit more evident earlier on. But, hey, I don't think he says that's great. I think, well, I guess you're right that later on in the episode. Yeah, you're right. But we don't know that yet. We think he's just hating on Chang at this point and Mm -hmm. and loving. Unless you've seen the movie, you know, that's exactly how the lines delivered. But my problem with the storyline, I don't think has anything to do with the Karate Kid part of it. Sure, it's I just, him being mean. It's him being mean, and it's them completely dropping the Chang doesn't want to play the Asian guy thing. Yeah, we'll get to it when he has the conversation with Annie in a little bit, where Annie's like, well, but being a good actor is taking the role you're given and doing what you can with it. And Chang's like, you're right. And that sounds like horseshit to me. Yeah. I think it's funny because Annie is, like, doing a terrible New Jersey accent and thinking that she's doing, like, a great job. Yeah. And I think that's funny. Some of that stuff is funny. I just don't like that the moral of this storyline within an episode that's trying to have kind of a moral about being Mm -hmm. openly yourself, that he's kind of shoehorned into having to put on the the accent, having to play the part that he didn't want to play because the white guy or whatever running the show like saw something in him when is really Jason what, Manzukis a white guy what I, I he's probably got a shade of something but you know what I mean someone who <laughs> like a, a director type like a, sure. a guy who's just shoehorning people he says oh I saw something in you but and you say that that's what he delivers the lines like in the movie but what can he really see out of this actor out of his two words of dialogue sadness. other than what he looks like his utter sadness and pain within his soul, Zachary. As a man that... of the stage, I would expect more from your thespian eyes. I just don't like the storyline. I think I would have liked it better if they had Chang say a couple of times, I don't want to do this. Sure, Or if they I had agree. found a reason. I would have liked the storyline if they let him play the Karate Kid and even maybe had da- uh, Annie play Mr. Miyagi. That would be funny. well. Now there, then you get into the whole like, how how much can we make her look like? Because she's Miyagi. not gonna not do the accent, right? I I don't I. That's probably not the answer then. But I would have liked a version where they would have let Cheng play the Karate Kid instead of Mr. Miyagi because he wanted to not just be the Asian guy. Mm-hmm. It's funny when they come back to the study room and tell everyone about the parts they got, and Annie's the one that's like, oh my gosh, we got the parts, we're so excited. <laughs> and Jeff's like, parts? <laughs> and Annie's like, yeah, I got the part because I'm a good team. And it, Chang's like, yeah, and I got the Asian part. <laughs> it's like in uh, Arrested Development when Tobias goes to audition for that commercial, and Lindsay walks in and says the line and gets the part. Except that's a lot funnier. It's true. That is exponentially funnier. I also like uh, the whole thing with the IT lady of we're going to need some more time and then sit yeah. back and do nothing. I thought like, that was wow. a pretty true-to-life joke. That sounds like an IT person. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of IT, shout out to the American pilot of the IT crowd starring Joel McHale. Absolutely. What could have been? Also, Zach, I want to make something clear to the to the class right now. Even yeah. though the Chang storyline is my favorite part of this episode, I still don't think it's a very good episode in general. I This is not at the bottom of my list, but it's certainly my least favorite of season six so far. And I like it less than most episodes of the show. See, where I disagree with you is I like the episode other than the ending, but how many episodes have we talked about? Oh, this was a great episode. I just don't like how it ended that much. There's been a lot if we went back. Yeah, and but to, to me, them. that like the ending has a big weight in my scoring of something. Like if I'm watching a show and the last chunk of that show is dog shit, the show loses points for me. I don't think it's dog shit though. Well, I don't think this episode's dog shit, but if the ending is dog shit, well, this ending's pretty poo-poo. I think it's fine. I don't know what else to say to you, And Steven. you're allowed to think that, Zach. Yeah, no, I think your opinion's interesting. But what what's interesting to me is that I think the Dean storyline works like A- minus well until the ending, and the Chang storyline is like C- plus throughout. Hmm. So it averages out at about a B minus C plus altogether for me, which is still on a sitcom scale, pretty good. Maybe not the best for community, but pretty decent for the average show. Yeah. When I hold community to a higher standard than I hold the average sitcom, this would be the best episode of Big Bang Theory. And I think this would be a really special episode of this show if they had nailed that ending. Mm-hmm. And if they I had. I, all it really needs is for Chang to or Chang and the Dean both to have like a moment where they're like, no, this is what Standing I'm okay with. This is what yeah. I want to do. And, and that they just don't have it. Yeah. Very funny when Frankie says something mm-hmm. that implies that she doesn't say certain things about her life and her sexuality to the people that she works with because it's not important. And yeah. the Dean and Jeff very cutely going back and forth like, really? Huh? Mm, I don't know. I've definitely had moments like that with people before. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, oh, they're gay. No, they're probably gay. And then they start talking. You're like, huh? What? Hmm? There's a really funny uh, line in an episode of Bob's Burgers where Bob is like, I mean, I'm not 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 straight. Like something like that. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not like totally, you know. That's funny. Which I think is really important to show in our media that there isn't really just gay and just straight. Yeah. You can be only a man that wants to have sex with women and still be like Bob and be like, but there's some males that are yeah. attractive. I mean, you and, and I have talked about this a lot, but the, you know, everybody is on, everything is on a spectrum and everyone's in a different level of that spectrum. Just like, I, mean, how I like a lot of, of the things that are in queer culture, but I don't yeah. identify as anything other than, you know, a straight man. But that doesn't mean that I don't, you know, I wouldn't have fun doing drag and things like that. Like, that'd be a blast. Or that you can't find someone of the same gender attractive. You just yeah. don't want to have sex with them. Oh, or... well. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little further than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I really, truly, truly, truly have nothing to say about the Karate Kid stuff, about these acting scenes. And, so please give me something. And to be fair, I could be a little biased because I like the Karate Kid sure. so much. That and I'm attaching all these scenes to the moments in the movie. And things like that. 
Well, tell I, me a little bit about that. What do you think that they get specifically right? How accurately – I figure the dialogue is ripped exactly from the movie. The dialogue movie. is exactly from the movie. But what about other things like the setting, the way that they deliver well, the lines? Uh, so the, the people Ralph Macchio, who I right. love, plays Daniel Raluso, who's like – I'm from Encino, like I'm all New Jersey. Yeah. And because of that, like it sounds very ridiculous, and like his like New Jersey accent throughout the movie is like pretty laughable, bad. and you hear. Does it. he still do it like on Cobra Kai? <laughs> I hope so, but I'm sure he doesn't because he's like 40 and he can't keep that up. But um, that Annie's portrayal of that, like so confidently, plus like the dejected Chang accidentally being exactly like Mr. Miyagi, who's just this sad old man. Yeah. And that's like, it works out so well that it's funny. And I don't know. I don't mind the like fits of rage, crazy director, you know, like I distracted just... by the tools. Cause they were outshining you. Do you like whiplash? Did you like the movie whiplash? Yeah, I do like the movie whiplash. Yeah. But whiplash. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> that's fair. No, I think, and I don't happens, think this episode's very funny. What I think what happens with me here, that's fair, but it's trying to be. It's trying. That's I guess What that's... happens with me is that we're a third the way through the episode. This takes up so much of the screen time, and he's like at a 10 from the beginning. So mm-hmm. nothing else he does is anything but at a 10. And it doesn't really make me laugh every single time he does it because it's kind of just repetitive. Yeah, that's fair. Although, I, I, like, I guess he's... I don't think it's funny, but I, I like it. Jason Manzukis can spit out that dialogue like a machine gun. He does a mm-hmm. great job. I think he could have been a great guest star for this show. I think they kind of waste him in this plot line just a little bit. Imagine I would have if he much was like rather a, like a professor or something. Him be an adversary at the school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost would have liked a world where he played like a season-long professor to the class that they have and he just hates the study group. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I like Annie's reaction. One thing I do like, this is just about the only laugh I get out of Jason Manzukis, is then when Annie really sheepishly is like, is there anything I could do? He's like, no, Annie, you're perfect. Do it all just that way. Unless you want to change it, that's fine. Do yeah, because he want. doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And Annie's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it reads well both ways of as if Annie is this perfect golden child or as if he doesn't really give a fuck about the Daniel character, only cares about Mr. Mm-hmm. Miyagi. How do you feel about the press conference room? I always kind of like when they do press yeah. conferences in the show. Just because the world of Greendale is so up its own ass. The fact that, that we're about to see like 20 different news publications talking <laughs> Just from about the openly gay school board person. It's so ridiculous that it, that I think it's funny. And Domingo just showing up Domingo without any explanation star. is very funny. Earlier when you asked me, what do you think about Domingo? Were you not a big fan at first? I like Domingo. I just don't like that his name is Domingo. I think, think the character it's too itself easy is a funny. Spanish word to turn into a name. I'm sure there are people named Domingo. In fact, I know at least in other media there are characters named Domingo. I feel Not like there's someone. Well. In, I feel like there's someone in Breaking Bad named Domingo. Why was it Breaking Bad one of our four choices? Because I'm not smart enough to talk about like a heady drama like that. That's fair. You know what I mean? Mm. I feel like I don't have the chops. I and the barely episodes are long, so we'd be this. talking for like three hours. Well, I mean, at this rate, we already Fair are. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like the idea of Domingo, and I think Domingo's the actor's like performance is really good. Yeah, I but think I it just makes... go ahead. Here's here's my issue. Zach. Yeah, the dean is so adamant all the time that that's not what he is. Uh-huh. Every episode that's been brought up, he's like, that doesn't begin to describe it, and it's a joke always. And this so is the, first the dean time is kind of selling that. out now for what? 
You know, to like, be on oh, the it would be nice board. to be on He's the school board. He's always wanted to be on the school board. What does that get them? You know, but I okay. Let's say that the school board does give him the power that he you know thinks it'll have That's the fair. influence to save Greendale and keep it safe. I feel like he's. I well, don't know. I get what I'll they're going with you. it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. The dean. Let's let's relate it specifically to him later in the episode being shunned from going to see the play by the people around him. Mm-hmm. This is him being openly accepted by people. Sure. Uh, 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 people wanting him, being excited to have him be a part of a thing, and even though it's just to make them look good, it feels good to be welcomed to a, a thing. You know, Zach, I really think that my big issue with it is the ending because they could have done something and they didn't. And I even kind of think what they're going for, the idea, the antithesis of that point is a funny thought that there are people like, I don't think political was the right way to put it, but just more the idea that people who feel like they have to publicly announce what they are. Mm-hmm. That he has to publicly come out as like a person who is that full of himself or so. I don't, I don't, I don't know what would have fixed it. I think it's. I see their idea, and I do think maybe Artie mentioning that not being a lot of queer voices within yeah. the 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 writing staff. Maybe they could have taken that joke idea that they had and added a little more substance to it for the queer community. Mm-hmm. I really like all of the ways that the school board guys in the same breath will say well it doesn't matter to us what he is but, but what he, he is, is gay, gay yeah. and he is openly gay and we're cool with that but it doesn't matter but we're okay with it i think that's funny because that is kind of now see, well, especially being like in the, the midwest growing up in the midwest and being in the midwest now it yeah. definitely feels like it's getting better and that people don't look at gay people as bad or as weird but there is like still a sense of but it's something different Mm-hmm. It's not like the norm, or it's not normal. It's like a different lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, and it's 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 just interesting to see how, on one hand, you can feel like we've made so much progress uh, to where having an openly gay person uh, uh, vouch for your thing can help its its cred, but on the other hand, we've we've also not gone very far at all, and yeah. gay people are otherized, and and I don't know, totally. <laughs> I make gayness look like Mormonism is an underrated line of the sexuality yeah. lines in here. Uh, and the Dean, I think this this is the scene that after it happened, Lil and I looked at each other and we were like, that was really good. Mm-hmm. This idea of him feeling so dirty, feeling like he's not really being open to himself, and then having like a kind of awkward gay student come up in the way that he's so sincerely like thanks him for being open. The Dean saying it doesn't really have anything to do with anything. And the guy being like, no, but it's just really nice to know that someone gay is doing stuff. And just uh, the way that Jim Rash sells all these moments of like, well, is this good or is this bad? Do I feel good about this? Do I feel dirty sure. about this? I think it's it's an interesting thing. And that's the one part I do like is because mm-hmm. representation is important. You and I were talking earlier about the Black Panther movie and how, you know, excited I am for the second one and how much the first one meant to me, but it's because you were seeing somebody that you identified with and that, you know, had something that you had be in a position of not only power, but of like a claim. And so that makes sense to me. I like that, Yeah. you know, that's happening. I, I do like Latino Colorado. 
with Domingo that, and his gay I think team. that's a good thing. Uh, at, even though the next slate of Marvel movies and shows looks really, really boring to me, we are starting to see a lot of different cultures be represented in even mm. superhero movies, which is cool. It is yeah. something. However, and I don't know, it's such a fine line. Of, obviously, representation is good, but is it pandering? And is anything pure? And yeah. is any and even if it is pandering, is it still good just because it's representation? What's the line? You know what I mean? It's tough. It's like, is it bad to listen to an industry plant if they make good music? I you think know? it's a little more complicated than that, though, when it's like company like Disney, bunch of white executives, we want to be more inclusive, so we're going to do a black movie. Yeah. You know? And and it's good. It, it's almost like the the soul thing. You can, and then they like assemble Ooh. a great team and they assemble people to put a thing. But then it's like, what came first, the idea to do this movie or the idea to do something that would be a, a mm-hmm. insert other movie? You know, yeah. it's interesting. Now and it makes for great movies. Like I've heard Black Panther is great. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's weird. It is. It's a tough tough. Tough uh, tightrope to tiptoe across. It's more similar than what... I, I forget what you just compared it to a second ago. Compared to, it to industry plants. It, it makes me think more about all of the, the female reboots that we get now. And how it's cool to put like f- funny women or whatever in, in, the, in the, the front and center. Mm-hmm. But it also feels pretty devoid of creativity to just be like, well, let's do it again, but with, but with funny women. ladies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What were we talking about? They should start doing black reboots. Well, we tried that once with the Honeymooners, and we'll never do it again. (laughs) Fair enough. And Annie? Come on. (laughs) We've tried it. The Wiz? You've had yours. (laughs) Time for another Adam Sandler Netflix movie. There we go. Okay, so I'd at least like to highlight this moment where... uh, uh, I don't even know the acting guy's name. The moment where he pours coffee on Chang, I guess mm. Ken was pissed. Yeah, and like, I would be too. Like, threw a fit about how he doesn't want to do, like, physical stuff. I don't know enough about the situation to oh, really so was comment that not on it. scripted? No, I think it was scripted, but I think... Dan talked a little bit about it in the commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it was scripted, but that there had been a conversation previously where he didn't want to just be the guy that, like, lathers himself up and does physical stuff all the time. Sure. Uh, and then, like, on the set when he had to do it, I guess he was, like, really specific and really grumpy about how it was going to be done. Mm. And if you watch the moment, you can kind of see. He doesn't look thrilled. I mean, it works because it he's yeah, really getting bullied and berated at the moment. All of these moments where the acting, the director goes on these monologues about acting and yelling and bullying and you know the thing about actors, I just don't think any of it plays funny or inspired. What about Barry, Zach? What if this was Henry Winkler and Bill Hader? Well, that's a great example, though, because that show's awesome. Yeah. And it's all in the writing. I just don't think there's anything... There's nothing unexpected about the way that he yells and i don't know that's fair they should have just done another paintball here no that's a few episodes from Gay now paintball. we'll get there that would have been it britta is an absolute nothing in this episode i missed britta a lot yeah we only have so many episodes of the show left and there are only so many characters left and it's a 30 minute episode and, and this is about no britta's britta. only moment yeah 
This and when insects have wings. That's in it. fact, Britta could have been a asset to either storyline as kind of a voice of reason. Yeah. Instead, she's the bartender. Twice. I can't tell you how many people I know like Annie that mm-hmm. get one little moment to be the center of attention, and then it's instantly like, oh, I, I am, am God's special, gift, and I am supposed to do this, and I need to make sure everybody knows about it. Oh, yeah. Elroy and Abed are sitting outside with the birds. <laughs> we could have cut a little bit out of the bird segment because – there's a lot of heavy topics that don't get their due, and we just learned about the fledgling period of Albatross and mm-hmm. Sparrows for about 25 seconds. Yeah, I do kind of like the joke that it's built up that they have to hide this from the Dean, and then as soon as the Dean hears about it, he's like, oh, well, yeah, if you move the nest, it'll f*** with the birds. So, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense to me. And then I even like in a minute when the school board hears the, the Dean did this, and they're like, that might be a little too gay. Yeah. I would like to shout out Stephen mentioning that they don't do the the wax on wax off scene. That was not me. That was an email. As we're watching it happen right now, it's very classic. Stephen that was from an email. Miss a huge glaring detail. Email, Mister Mister. I know all twenty five fast in the karates. I I even like the original song from. The Jaden Smith one with him and Justin Bieber, Never Say Never, that's a f***ing bop. No pun intended was raised by the power of will. Come on. As we're getting closer to the last third of the episode, I think what really does the ending a disservice is that they kind of decide to end the Dean story here in a second so they can take like a full five to eight minutes just to show the Karate Kid stuff, Mm -hmm. which... I don't know, it, it could go one or two ways, because on one hand, maybe you've got your, like, the Nightman Cometh moment, and it's yeah. a really wonderful moment. On the other hand, it, it totally stops the episode. There's nothing about that section of the episode that... Ha- it's literally just watching the play, and the audience reactions are great, but yeah. it doesn't do anything for the story other than to show Chang gets his moment of triumph, but you don't need six minutes to do that. You need six minutes to, to tell a, a nice story about the Dean coming to terms with his queerness. Mm-hmm. You don't like when he's yelling at Annie, telling her she's not talented? I do like when it turns on Annie, but I don't think that they quite foreshadow that he's actually a fan of Chang. I think we should have had something before this that hints that he's doing it for a In reason. In the very first scene, Zach, he doesn't tell everyone to leave when Annie's talking. It's after Chang speaks, and he's like, everyone else can go You're home. Right. You're he right. could have been like, Everyone but Annie goes home. But then everything else he says for the next 20 minutes is he literally says, you're the worst actor I've ever seen. You make me want to kill myself and run out of the theater. That Again, does not exactly splash. You have to push somebody to be great. And I said it once and I'll say it again. If Whiplash had had just a goddamn paintball thrown <laughs> in there somewhere, then we'd be talking. Whiplash doesn't have a gay dean. That's true. I do think it's funny when Jason Manzuk, when Annie still has to be like, but you do think I'm good, right? He's like, what? <laughs> really? Huh? I do think that moment's kind of funny. I, I do think they waste Jason really? Manzuk. Really? Oh, my God. It's so funny. You know, Vinny Barbarino, he could hit the high C all night long. There's some interesting parallels to be drawn here of 
uh, how this type of directing might be effective but is not okay. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't yell at Annie because he didn't see anything at her. He, like, berates the people to yeah. get a performance out of them. There are, like, directors who do stuff like that, and it's I'll not okay. I'll tell you, in the dance world, there are certainly coaches that are like that, where if they see something in you, they push you really hard. And if not, they don't. It's, again, just like the the uh, race problem that we solved earlier in, in Hollywood, uh, it, it's a fine line to draw because, sure... Uh, maybe in certain situations, especially when it's like not professionals quite yet, people that are like mm-hmm. aspiring professionals, maybe a little bit of a drill sergeant mentality can be good, but it's a really fine line between tough love and abuse, and that line is different for every mm-hmm. student. Uh, and it's not, I think more often than not, that it's not okay. Yeah, sure. How do you feel about that in the dance world? Does it make you upset to see people be like that, or no, do you think I prefer- it does good? You yeah. prefer to be berated. Yeah, honestly, because it means somebody's taking the time to make me better. I'd rather them do that than just blow smoke up my ass. And well, I was the I'm same not, way in the music, I, I think there's a there's a middle ground there. I'm not saying blow smoke up your ass. I, but I, I don't know your situation. I, I don't think... It depends on what your goals are. If you want to be one of the sure. best in the world, you have to push yourself. But if you just want to have fun, then it's different. Like with my students, some of my students, I push hard and I, you know, make a lot of corrections and let them know, you know, that they are making the But same I'm saying mistakes. more like the pushing hard that this guy in this episode is doing. I, mean, I well, doubt a little much. It's the pushing hard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like in the entertainment world or people that have power over performers uh, that they can be abused. Yeah, I agree. What's what's tough, Steven? Like, what do you, I want to know? What are you like when you're being tough to to dancers? I use a lot of like goal based motivation, and I'm like, you told me that you wanted to hit this goal by this time, and unless these things happen, then that's not gonna be what happens. And it's my job to help your goals be accomplished, and I need you to do your part in that. Okay, but how do you really say it? Similar to that. I don't yell. Yeah. Well, that's good. I think that's fine. Yeah, I don't yell. But, and this goes back to, like, something of me as a kid, uh, an equivalent. I had a teacher that I was not doing a good job in school, Mm -hmm. and I was going to an expensive private school, and she didn't give me any offering of help. She called me to her desk, and what I remember, what I took away, Mm -hmm. was that she told me that my parents were wasting their money to send me there. And it made me feel Jesus awful. Jesus Christ. It made me feel terrible. Like, you don't I say feel, that to a kid. I feel like what you're saying to someone, if you add an edge to that and saying, well, you're never going to get where you want to be because clearly this is what you're doing, that's yeah. abusive and that's not good. Mm-hmm. But to also be like, what I'm seeing is not up to snuff and if you want to get to where you need to be, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's different. But just being like, you're not going to do yeah, this because of this. Yeah, that's awful. Because you shouldn't be bad. discouraging someone or taking them down. Yeah. Now, Zach, when I coach you on your dancing, there will be coffee, there will be hitting, throwing, tools being kicked and thrown around. But that's all part Both of it. Both in the routine and in the learning of yeah. it. Yeah. We want to tell our story authentically. Uh, this line here where they're talking about what the gays really want and, and they just want to be like the normals and they're kind of breaking the Dean's thing. It's a funny scene and it almost points towards them doing that ending that I want them to do. Like the mm-hmm. Dean being like, this is so dumb and then they don't and then they don't which is why this scene loses the smoke that it would have had 
Well, they and like do, when the dean's like, but they make I'm it not a gay dean. Else. They're like, oh, didn't hear that. Blah, 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 blah. I, I think it draws parallels when somebody's trying to come out and say, hey, I'm this is who I am. This is how I feel. And people don't want to hear it because it doesn't fit their, you know, thing. And that makes me sad for the Dean. It's funny how the whole time they're yelling, we don't see Domingo. And then they walk away and they're like, oh, hey, Domingo. Oh, hey, <laughs> He's back Reading there the in the corner. You're right. You're right. I think uh, what the conclusion needs to be here is what the Dean is trying to do is saying that like his sexuality is complicated and he shouldn't have to make that a part of his work persona. Yeah. Why did they switch that moral, which is fine. It's okay to be gay and to be comfortable with your gayness and also wanting to keep it separate from your professional life. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that you're, like, ashamed of your gayness in any way. Uh, I feel like that could have been a a, a solution that we draw is that he just wants to keep it separate from his work life. Well, and they also don't bring up the fact that, like, coming out is, like, an important thing for people if that's something they choose to do. But it's also something that someone doesn't have to do ever. You you don't owe anyone an explanation of who – you are and how you yeah. feel people should it, be encouraged that should they it should just be open that if you want to come out this is an accepting place to do it not saying that you are or that you aren't you know what i mean mm-hmm. it should it should be okay to not do that i yeah. do like the the stare down the standoff between the unarmed gay dean and the unarmed black man that's great and that and sounds like a party i'd be into yeah <laughs> When Domingo shows up at the end of the thing and he's like, Tinko, you're basically breathing for me. Take a step back. Yeah. It's so funny. That's Aww. a good one. I, I like the Dean storyline interacting with Abed's storyline a lot. I think that is funny. Yeah, it's cool how all, I always like when they kind of point at that all of these things are actually happening at the same time. They're not totally separated mm-hmm. from each other. I also think it's pretty interesting that Jim Rash directed this episode and that he's such a forefront of it. Yeah. Jim Rash and Nat Faxon directing it, right? I don't think we needed two montages to the Gay Dean song, even though it, it pretty much does all the heavy lifting for the bird storyline. Yeah. I don't think it was necessary to do the song twice. That's something that you wouldn't do if you had only a 22-minute episode. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the better of the times the songs perform by by far. It's funnier. Um, well, all it, it's just because the other one isn't anything but magazine, magazine, magazine. Yeah. This one has, like... A couple storylines and a couple different jokes going on. I thought it was a little bit dark that the birds died. Yeah, I... I, NBC might not do that. I figured that the birds would die, like, at the end of the way that they set it up to think that it's going to, but this is, like, smack dab in the middle of it. They're dead. Yeah. And the Dean's still wistfully uh, uh, getting success and honored for what he's done, but still feeling like like an empty shell for, for who he is. And this is the scene. Now, I... What does it need? I This scene could have almost been the same, but instead of him saying political, saying I'm coming out as not Me. being gay yeah. at school. You know what or I mean? Or like just whatever. saying like, you know, I'm more than gay or I'm not gay or I'm or like I'm not a gay dean. I'm just a good dean and that's all that should matter. You know, something I mean, like he that. Isn't. He's not a good dean. Well, he doesn't know that. Yeah, but... I don't know. The show kind of got itself in trouble because it is a complicated issue that you can't just tie a bow on. Uh, it just does it bad that the bow that they did tie on it, it, it kind of ignores all of it. Well, and him getting emotional saying, I'm one of the least open groups. I am a politician. But he's not. And what does that mean? No, it's bad. 
what they're, they're trying to draw the parallel here that he's only doing it because he'll say anything he has to do because he's a politician to get like the title that he wants or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that it wouldn't matter. He could be, they could have, he could have had to be a, a purple Dean and he would have done it to get on the school board. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. It's just that in this, it really silences his queerness. Yeah. And I think that it like kind of shits on the fact that he was having an impact on people and having them see something they identify as, but he's like, nope, I'm a politician and that's hard for me to say. Yeah. You can't just cut to someone in the audience nodding and being like, that's a good point and have us agree too. Yeah. It really feels like they're just trying to get this story out of the way so they can do what they really want to do and recreate the Karate Kid on stage. Mm-hmm. And nobody's seen the Karate Kid, so who cares? <laughs> Zach, I we should just only watch the Hillary Swank one. It's funny when he tries to leave the wrong direction, and then he's like, actually, my office of this. is faster this way. I'm going to go that way. That's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he gets kicked off the school board. It's a stupid resolution. I do think, though, I wouldn't put this episode too low because the half of the episode that does do some good representation is a lot better than what a lot of other shows are doing. And even though it might not be a win of an episode for the show, I think having that in an episode is a win for the show. Sure. <laughs> but they they literally disregarded it at the end. Right, and I'm 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 not saying it's a good episode. They get a spanking for that. I'm not saying it's a good episode, but they I need would that rather little, they need the swat on their tush. I would rather this imperfect episode that puts the needle a little bit in the direction of the dean being something other than imp that like dresses up and touches Jeff, you know. I even though I don't love this episode and it's not going to be one that I pick to watch and I don't know if it's my least favorite of the season so far because the second episode might be, but mm. it, it it is one of my lesser favorite episodes of the season that we've covered so far. But I'm still glad that it exists, if only for the I'm not openly anything and gay does the couple of confident lines the dean gets of asserting his sexuality, I think are important. Yeah. You know, if gay is two sevenths of the dean's sexuality, what's the Dalmatian thing? Because he's a I lot mean, more Dalmatian a lot stuff of in his office. That's gotta be two or three in itself. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> this little scene at the study table is fun. It's a way for them to all get from here to the theater to see the Karate Kid adaptation and for Abed to share some news about the death of some of the birds. Pretty dark. Mm-hmm. And they interrupt the darkness by, hey, isn't Chanks play tonight? Let's all go yeah. see Chanks play. Uh, Keith David's line of, well, I am a supporter of the arts, but I guess I'll go do this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> This is the first time they've done this in a while. I feel like yeah, in season three all the time they were... What were some of the other things that they did? Do you remember? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, there you go. This has been the show, everybody. It's been fun. <laughs> Not a one. <laughs> no, I don't. But I remember them doing that bit a lot and kind of running it into the ground. Mm-hmm. But now it's been a while and I kind of like it. Yeah, I was, I was pleasantly reminded when I saw it. And this Dean bit not scripted something that they did while they were making the episode and jim was one of the directors so they were able to just add this in and it it stayed and it makes the joke all it makes the scene all the funnier however this is one of the few episodes and probably the most dean episode we ever get from the show Uh uh-huh and it ends with him not being invited to the play yeah he doesn't get any win he gets kicked off the school board he sold himself out he doesn't get anything correct that's what it costs you to be 
I know that Dean is an idiot and doesn't get to win very often, but I needed him to have a small win in this episode. Maybe even like a real connection sparking between him and Domingo. I had a fun day with you. Do you want to go out for a drink? And be like, oh yeah, sure. But just don't ask me to do a news report about it or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I know think, if I would have liked that. I don't need them to date. I just needed something good to happen to the Dean in this episode. Yeah. Because nothing does. I think it would have been nice if the study group was like, well, Dean, you know, whether, no matter what you are, we still love you. But instead they're like, we don't care what you are and we do not like you and mm-hmm. don't hang out with us, but I guess you can come anyway. Yeah. Anything you want to say about the Karate Kid adaptation? What details do they get right? All of them. I think that the scene, so the saddest scene in the Karate Kid, um, in the first one, which the Him second one about is the best wife. of the series. Yeah, when he's talking about his wife, that's a great scene. And that is like a big part of the reason why that man received an, a well-deserved Oscar nomination for that film. Um, I think it's really funny just the idea that why is this theater doing an adaptation of The Karate Kid? <laughs> and also when Annie got kicked out of the play a little earlier, the director said the only reason I picked you was because you fit the costumes from last year. That mm-hmm. means they do this adaptation of The Karate Kid every, every year. year. Every year. And yes. <laughs> everyone just kind of goes with it. <laughs> I I do like that Annie Kim got cast instead. That was really yeah, good. but did we need them to say it out loud? No. I knew Maybe it was some Kim people do. But I, it would have been funnier if they hadn't just pointed it out. Mm-hmm. And I also think it does a disservice. I haven't seen the movie, but clearly the guy who wrote the episode, they talked in the commentary about how much he loves the Karate Kid. And mm-hmm. I feel like that shows. I'm wondering if yeah. you didn't like the, the Piggy t-shirt. Is that something? Um, Pro- I feel like it probably The clothes look if- very from that era. The jeans I especially. I feel the, like She's definitely is. dressed like LaRusso. Really? All of Chang's outfits are the right ones from the movie. I just think this section goes on too long because it would have been different if this was like the Karate Kid episode, but instead it's like one of the plots in the episode. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this part because I really enjoyed the movie and I enjoyed seeing them like reenact it and how good a job Chang was doing. But that's not, I feel like the episode, if you were going to trim anything, we don't need to see every beat from the Karate Kid recreated. You don't need to. We could see like two or three of these in add. Because the audience reacting is funny, but we see it for like five minutes. Yeah. In an episode on NBC, this would be like a 45-second little thing. And it yeah, could have totally. been somewhere in the middle. I It didn't need to be the whole third act of the of the mm-hmm. show. Like, the Dean is barely in the background of it now when this episode yeah. is supposed to be about him. I don't know. Is it a Dean episode, Zach? Because well, I did it take starts with Chang, it... it ends with Chang. You're right. But and the episode titles, I do feel often uh, when they, like, reference both things in the episode, the first one that they – it's Queer Studies and Advanced Waxing. Sure. I think Queer Studies is supposed to be the A plot. But it's Advanced Waxing, not Advanced Queer. Um, the part where Chang claps his hands and the whole audience, like, gasps, that was pretty great. When Elwood's Even like, some up, of the Daniel. audience stuff I don't buy. Why does Abed care so much? He's seen The Karate Kid before. Because he loves it. He's getting to watch live action of a great yeah. movie. I don't, don't know. Something don't about poke holes in the one thing that makes sense about this episode. Of course, Abed's all in. That's what we do. I don't think it's the one thing that works in the episode. I think it works fine, but I think it's way too long compared to how quickly they wrapped up the Dean storyline in like 10 seconds. 
Well, because they wanted to give the better storyline more time. So you're saying that uh, the Karate Kid is better than being gay. That's what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Objectively. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Two hours in, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I also think... You see that weird camera thing there? No, I didn't. Let me go back. So I yeah, go see. back. Look at that shit. That's weird as hell. It's like panning. Yeah. While why? the action's going on instead of it should have been straight on the action. Yes. It, I'm a little bit impressed that that stuck out to you like that. It, it does bothers look me. It does look bad. And now that I see it, it does bother me. But it happens really fast. Well, Zach, I have actually seen a lot of movies before. So I oh catch God. on to little things like that. I liked the reference that Chang couldn't hang out with all of his friends who came to support him because he has to go to the actor bar with all the yeah. actors after the show. That is what it's like. Chang just wants to be in a part it's of like, group. I have to go celebrate with the other actors, and you guys like can't come to that. <laughs> right? When like my my mom would drive like four hours to watch us do a show choir competition, I'd be like, okay, bye. I'm not coming home with you. I'm going to go hang out with my friends at Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake at 2 a.m. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for coming to watch me in the middle and back risers. You're right that we didn't get a good beat for Annie. She watches jealously. Oh, yeah, this didn't work for me. And Lily and I had a disagreement about this. Annie's like... Lily ups- liked it? Yes. Absolutely not. This Lily's- was bad. This was gross. Annie's upset about Chang getting all of the attention, which is stupid, but like it, it tracks, right? Sure. And the way that they solve it is Jeff gives her attention and they do a... Well, Jeff noticed that little lady needed yeah. a big, strong man to make her happy. Yeah. They did the worst, my lady, my lord. Usually when they do this moment, they choose it right, and it's kind of cute, but here it's just... It was okay. gross. Yeah. And this ending scene with the birds. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the cat thing is cute. I think the fluttering wings is cute. I think this whole thing is cute. But this was the most inconsequential part of this episode, and it's the big, cute group ending of the episode. Yep. That's my problem with it. Nothing really with this scene. It just feels like a rushed non-ending to all of the stuff that this episode brought up that clearly it couldn't uh, do enough with if it took them 30 minutes. I don't know. They had a lot of stuff they brought up and didn't do anything with a lot of it. This has been a whirlwind of a podcast to do. Uh, (laughs) Why the hell does the episode end with this, Zach? (laughs) Literally... Going into recording this right now, we hadn't discussed at all what we had thought about the episode. And immediately when we started the favorite funny moments and I mentioned the school board guys and you big frowned, I just (laughs) thought this is going to be fun. This is (laughs) is going to be something. This was a hell of a ride. I got to give community like B for effort, uh, C minus for execution. Yeah. I think I'm fair with that rating for this episode. Well, because here's the problem. The writer of the episode wanted to make a Karate Kid episode, but they aren't going to let you make just a Karate Kid episode at this point in the show. because you can't. We also need some gay writers for the gay episode. And so he spent all his time getting the costumes from the actual Karate Kid movie instead of fleshing out an ending to the plots. Of him being like, oh, yeah, the Karate Kid one? I got this. I got it. Don't worry about it. Come on, guys. Let me do it. I've been waiting for six seasons for this. writer's room is probably struggling to bring everything else full circle. And at a point, they just can't. They got to make the episode. Yeah. Well, that's the end of it. This has been something else. It's been a two-hour podcast, and we've got to record another one of these later today. (laughs)
So let's finish this one up. Who's your MVP for this week? Was My it easy? MVP was it hard? is mine was easy for me. Benjamin Franklin Chang. Yeah, honorable mention to the dean, I guess, but not really because the ending is. Pfft. I mean, Jim Rash is great, but uh, there's only so much you can do with what he was given to say. Right. Um, I think that I like Jason Manzukis in this episode. I think he's just fun to watch on screen and he really pops and does everything a hundred percent, which I understand why that doesn't always work. But for me in this episode, it did. You know, this whole episode I've been saying, I prefer the Dean plot versus the ending and I don't really care for the Chang plot. So naturally my MVP will also be Chang. (laughs) Uh, Basically because Kim Jong has to do a lot of different things. He has to act in a different way. He has to play his character acting uh, he has a lot of, even though I don't love the storyline, they ask a lot of him. He has to show a lot of things and so does Jim Rash, but he always does it well. I think this is a showcase for Chang in a way that we don't often get. So I'll give it to, to Chang. And I, I, you know, just jumping off of what you just said and on, I think it was already said in the email, maybe about seeing actors play actors is really funny. And it's, you know, I don't think about that all the time in movies and shows, but it must be kind of weird to play a character playing a character. So good job all around, everybody. To go one more off of that, Mm -hmm. I think it's fun for me to watch actors play actors and to watch them act as their characters. Mm -hmm. It's not fun for me for writers and directors and actors to write, direct, and act directors berating actors. Yeah. That's not that funny to me. Well, anyway, this has been an interesting podcast. It went a lot of places I didn't think it was going to go. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I've had fun. It's over. We did it. Mm -hmm. Next week, we'll be back to talk about laws of robotics and party rights. It'll be another interesting conversation. I'm excited to dive into that one. Have you seen this next episode? Do you know it? I think I've seen the next one. Okay. Well, we'll be back to talk about that next week. We're approaching whatever the last one that I saw is. In the meantime, I guess for call to action... Uh, follow us on Twitter at you can't pod to make sure you know when we need the emails for each episode of community before we record them. Yeah. Thanks everyone who wrote in this week. We had a first time writer, a long time so. writer. I think Christine had written in, in before. I think. Huh? Had she not written in before? I don't think so. <laughs> well, if so, thanks I'm really for writing sorry. in either way. Thanks for writing in either way. We really liked it and we really like when you guys write in. So follow us on Twitter so you know when we need written in too. Also, if you like this show i don't know why you would but if you like it and you want to support us and help us take it further patreon is the best place to do that patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast all kinds of extra content over there steven let's wrap this bad boy up where can the people find us if you want to take our bird nest and stick it in a rv best place to do that's over on twitter follow us over at you can't disappoint that's also where you find out what episode you need to email us about as zachary previously said we're also on instagram uh over at can't disappoint podcast uh and then make sure that you uh you know take your little acting asses over to youtube and facebook where you can see videos get all sorts of action uh follow the whole name of the show you can't disappoint a podcast with the correct number of s's p's and any other letter that's supposed to be in that Uh, Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up in a way that Steven's going to really hate. From inside the Dreamatorium, political lives matter. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Just kidding. The black ones matter. Ah! I'm Zach. I'm Steven. 
We love you guys very much. Let's hope for At better the, next week. For the last song, can you play You're the best around? Nothing's gonna ever bring you down. You're the best. That's from the Karate Kid. Oh, is it? Sure. Yeah, I was. Gonna, you were doing that. I was like, I will play that, but I have no <laughs> idea why. What it has to do with anything. Yeah, I've never seen the film. I the song from the second one is I am a man who will fight for your honor. So now I have no idea Tara. what I'm supposed to play at the end of the And then from the one with Jaden Smith is Never Say Never, Never, Never. The Justin, Justin Bieber? Bieber one. Yeah. Oh my god. That, that was from the Karate awful. Kid. I'm going to play that one. Please do. I love all those, so no wrong answers. Can we end this podcast now? Yeah. You're the best around! Oh.